it's as simple as sitting and being quiet without distractions. Sometimes, so our animals are always, first of all, they're always communicating with each other. And they're always trying to communicate with us. And if you're, you know, of the generation that we used to call the radio station all the time during a contest or something, and you pick it up, you know, and you dial, it's busy, hang up, it's busy, hang up, it, you know, it's busy, 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 busy. And that's, it's like the, um, the animals are getting a busy signal every time they're, they're trying to tell us something yeah. because our brains are so occupied. Hi, and welcome to Beyond Empty Nest. I'm your host, Jody Silverman, speaker, mentor, and chief dare officer at Moms Who Dare. Every Thursday, I'll share stories of midlife transformation, happiness tips, and dare you to see the opportunities waiting for you so that you can make this next chapter even better than the last. If you're ready to dare, I'm ready to dare with you. Let's get into today's episode. Everybody, I am super excited to introduce you to our guest today on Beyond Empty Nest, Reverend Karen Cleveland. She is a spiritual connection specialist, a new thought minister, mindset mentor, and wait for it, animal communicator. She offers carefully curated transformational adventures for mostly women who are ready to find meaning and fulfillment in their lives through safaris all over the world. Upon return to home, we can continue the inner journey to accomplish once-buried dreams through mind, body, and soul connection exercises. Reverend Karen is here to talk to us about what animals are here to teach us. Karen, welcome to Beyond Empty Nest. Ah, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, share this topic. It's something new and different for us on Beyond Empty Nest. And I know so yeah. many of our audience members have animals. I actually know a couple of audience mem members that have been on safaris and have yeah. said it was the most life-changing experience. And, and we'll get into our conversation in a minute about what animals are here to teach us and all the fun work you do. Yeah. But before we dive into this, I, I just, I, I always ask my guests to share, there's a backstory here. Share a bit about how it is you came to do all this work that you do. And I, I'm extra curious about the whole communicating with animals. Oh, absolutely. And and I have to say it's it's probably a lot by accident or, you know, divine design. Who knows which way it goes? But if we were to go back 20 years, there was no indication that I had any particular interests different than anyone else. When I was growing up, I loved animals, but I never felt like there was, you know, anything more than that. And it wasn't until, so I kind of started this journey, both a spiritual journey and an animal communication journey randomly at the same time. And what started it, I, th there were several events. And my daughter was, my kids were teenagers we had a dog, we had cats, and I was always telling the kids, you know, can you can you do this for Buddy? Buddy Buddy wants this, Buddy wants that, you know, can you do this? And one day my daughter, you know, she just stops me. She says, Mom, how do you know what Buddy wants? It's like, what, how, 
you don't know what Buddy wants? How do you not know what Buddy wants? <laughs> and so it started to make so much sense. Number one, why no one else ever did things for the animals that they needed. And maybe I knew something that Buddy wanted that they didn't know. That I just assumed everyone, you know, everyone oh. knew, everyone paid attention to. There was that. And then there was an event with the lost cat and and talking to a, a radio psychic that, you know, <laughs> I would listen to this radio psychic because I worked from home during the day and she would tell someone something. And I would say to myself or I would actually yell at the radio, that's not right. That's not true. That's not what they need to hear, you know. So I started thinking, it's like, why, why do I think I know any different? So I took a class and I just took a free class, like a three hour class one night um, at a local bookstore and began to think about it more because it was never an actual possibility that people could communicate with animals. I was raised Catholic and that just wasn't something my family talked about. So yeah. Um, I started taking classes and sure enough, I learned I could communicate with animals. I And I, I would say now that anyone can that wants to, but um, but for some, it might be easier. You know, definitely you have to believe you can and, and put the practice in and all. So so I started taking classes, started talking to animals and just went down this this road of connecting with animals, helping people with their animals. And at the same time, I was exploring, you know, what is out there? There's something out there. What is it? I don't know what it is. And my brother went to a church that I actually belong to now, Centers for Spiritual Living, and made some recommendations. So I kind of started I say they were kind of they were kind of a catalyst for each other. I'd say my animal communication journey and my spiritual journey just both evolved at the same time. And there were definitely rough times along the way. And that's when I began to piece together the two of them. That animals can help us more like the universe does at times if we allow it. So that's basically where I started. Well, and, and, you know, there's so much, there's so many golden nuggets within your story, Karen, about, you know, your daughter asked you a question. And that one question to me, that, that was like a pivotal moment where it's like, and I love how you said, yeah. you know, what do you mean? You don't know what buddy wants. Like, yeah. You're making me think of my dog. We lost my, we had to say goodbye to our beloved Maggie oh. on 10, 22, 22. Oh. I believe is a very spiritual meaning. Cause I do believe in the universe sharing, you know, talking to us, communicating us through different ways. My big way is numbers, but there's absolutely a connection between your ability to communicate with animals and how the universe, and, but I never thought of communicating with my animal until yeah. I lost Maggie. Uh -huh. And I think it's wonderful how you, you, you started getting curious about it and you, you know what, you did something that I would classify as a dare. You dared to like, acknowledge oh i might have something different here and right. you took a class that's a dare taking a class just to say and i think we all forget that dares don't have to cost you a lot of money there there is a lot of free way free classes free things to learn and a local library is a good way a chamber of yeah. commerce so i love your story and when you said you know is there a difference between the animal spirits and the universe 
energy. And I know I think they're totally connected. I just don't think when we all start to think about, I want to communicate with my angels or spirit guides or God, whatever you call it. I always call it universe of spirit guides and angels, but it's, 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 we can communicate with the loved ones. I'm getting signs from loved ones from the behind. Yes. I've opened myself up to it. And, you know, I have friends saying, what is it with you? What angels, who are you? They've known me for 20 years. So I love your story about how it all came to be because nothing happens by accident, right? If we pay right. attention, if you're paying attention, the universe is sending you the guidance that you need for the path that you get to take. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. you're right. It's a matter of paying attention, of listening, of being curious yeah. and daring to take that step. So, so, yeah, absolutely. So thanks for sharing the story. But so for those of those other people out there that are um, and if you're not spiritual, what I call woo-woo, stay with us because I'm going to tell you something. I fought it for a long time. And what do you have to lose to be open to the possibility that there's an energy greater than us trying to communicate with us? You got nothing to lose by paying attention. But for those of us that have embraced and understand that what we put out comes back to the energy of the universe is always there to support us. There's divine guidance. We're all in one with it. We're not mm -hmm. separate. But we talk about like how, for those like me that never thought about how talking to our pets is like talking to the universe, how and where do you begin? And you're talking about talk, are you talking about when you say that, are you talking about our pets, like you're communicating with pets here and communicating with, communicating yep. with pets from beyond, from beyond? Yes, both. Because energy is energy, you know, love is love and it doesn't just end, you know, there's no boundary, just between life and and not life, you know, uh, as far as connecting with eternal, infinite energy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> trying to answer your question, and and so now all of a sudden I forgot what so, exactly no, what the so question was. It was kind of two parts. So, for example, something you triggered a memory for me is before we had to say goodbye to Maggie, before we made that decision to let her go, I knew she wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I would sit there and I would look at her and I, and I, it was almost like she was looking in my eyes. She had very deep, soulful eyes. And I would look in her eyes and I'm like, you are so unhappy. She was so unhappy. And I knew it in my gut. I knew it with every of my being. So how talking to our pets is like talking to the universe. Let's yeah. talk first about where do you begin with talking to your pets that are right here to start the process? I know it's not as simple as a tip, but maybe it is as simple as paying attention. It yeah, is. And it's as simple as sitting and being quiet without distractions. Sometimes, so our animals are always, first of all, they're always communicating with each other. And they're always trying to communicate with us. And if you're, you know, of the generation that we used to call the radio station all the time during a contest or something, and you pick it up, you know, and you dial, it's busy hang up, it's busy, hang up, it, you know, it's busy, 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 busy. And that's, it's like the, um, the animals are getting a busy signal every time they're, they're trying to tell us something yeah. because our brains are so occupied. And it, even when we sit down sometimes to relax, we have the TV on, we have the radio on, we're going through all the laundry list of things in our head. I mean, how how does God or an animal get a message through there, right? So how does the universe ever send us messages when the brain is just so busy 
And it's really hard. So I think the very first thing is honestly sit down, even if it's two minutes. Yeah. Sit down on the couch, on the chair, wherever. And I'm not going to tell you to clear your mind because that's impossible, (laughs) but just don't have the distractions and just be open to, to things that are coming in. Um, Actually, can I tell, I I want to tell just a short story. Yeah, sure. So so if you have a dog like you did, and if the listeners, you know, have a dog or a cat, let's say you are sitting on the couch one day, um, you're not really doing much. Maybe you're flipping through a magazine, but you're not too involved in anything. And all of a sudden you think, you know what? I think it's a good time to take the dog for a walk. And you look at the dog and the dog looks up and it's like, oh, what? you know, because you're looking at them. And um, of course, the dog knows once you get your shoes on, get the leash out, that kind of stuff. But I want to propose to everyone that maybe when you have that thought, oh, it's a good time to go for a walk. It's not you. It's your dog. It's your dog finally getting a message through to you. And we might think all these great ideas are our own ideas. But I think you're picking up information from your animals without realizing it's coming from them. Absolutely. No, I love that. So it's like the first step is to just sit and be still. Yeah. And I agree with you about quieting the mind. But if you just turn off the distractions, it doesn't mean your mind will stop. But if you just sit in this quiet space, you, you'll tap into it. And I love that that story. It's true. Very yeah. true. And how many times do does a pet come up to us and they're like, and they're nudging. I call it nudging you, annoying you. And yeah. you're like, no way, stop, stop. They're trying to talk to us. Uh, yes. And, and we're we're shouting them away because it's annoying and not convenient. But that's, and I think about that. I, I started to really stop and listen. Like, there's a reason you're you're nudging me. Why are you nudging? It's like your your baby who cries. It's right. the same thing. They can't right. communicate, but they do communicate. So yeah, I love they do. That. Okay, so I love that. So, um. How can we be clearer in our animal and our universe conversations? Is that oh. also about being still? It It's about being still, but it's also, so being still is about, you know, receiving the information that they're trying to give us. But we also can be clear in what we're um, telling them, what we're expecting of them. And just like the universe, so I use an analogy sometimes. So if we tell our cat, we'll use a cat this time. If we tell them, don't get on the table, right? What, um, well, let me back up one minute. So one of the ways I communicate with animals, you know, with my clients, and I'm almost never anymore in the same room with them. They're, you know, 100 miles away, 500 miles away, who knows where they are. Uh, It's, but it's through Um, an energetic transmission of the pictures in my mind and my feelings, my emotions. So, so we need to really be aware of what the picture is we're creating when we talk to our animals. And is it the picture of what we want versus what we don't want? Just like when we talk to the universe. So Ah. if I say, don't get on the table, the picture is on the table, right? And when I say, I don't like being broke, you know, when I'm meditating or praying or visualizing or affirming whatever I'm doing, 
I don't like being broke. The picture is being broke. So we need to make sure we always say, both with the universe and with our pets, what we want. So we say, tell the cat, uh, stay on the ground. A lot of people say four paws on the ground, that keep the table clean. You know, if someone is going potty in the wrong place, I like to say, you know, the rug stays clean and, and dry. Um, ah. And just like, you know, I make a million dollars this year, you know, what whatever it is, this is what I want. This is the picture that I'm creating. But then it needs to go a little bit further because our our deepest expectation is also creating a picture. So when when you're walking down the hallway into the living, into the kitchen, into the dining room, when you round that last corner, are you expecting to see the cat on the table? Are you expecting to see them on the ground? You know? I knew you were going there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, you know, I want a million dollars, you know, I'm so happy for my million dollars this year, but I'll never be able to do that because I don't know what I'm doing and I can't make that much money and, you know, yada, yada. So the pictures in our head, we need to say what we want and not what we don't want. I love so that. That's, that that's so how it's very similar. It is very similar. It's identical. It's identical. I love this. Great. And I have a friend as we're recording this, she has a brand new puppy and She's struggling and walked in and the puppy was on her kitchen counter. And I'm going to share that with her. So I'm going to share that with you. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? It's true. It's exactly how we communicate with the universe and our angels and our, and our team up there ready to support us. I love all this. So before, as we get to the end, and you're going to give us a dare, um, but before we do, we're talking about household pets. We're talking about dogs and cats. Is all of this just for our household pets or all animals included in this? Well, a great question. You know, all, all animals communicate this way. I would say um, the relationship and the, uh, I guess, the environment of our pets is very different than a wild animal, but they still communicate the same way. So while I might communicate with a dog and they might talk about, you know, dinner and going for a ride and going for a walk and, you know, where's your bed? Wild animals just have no idea what a ride. I have no <laughs> idea what a ride is. So the same techniques, though, can be used, but it's a different experience. They're more about. And, and it's very interesting. And I like to walk people through connection exercises when we're on safari because. It's more of the core universal principles and laws, I guess. So, for example, connecting with a wildebeest. So right now, actually, is the great wildebeest migration where they, well, it, it goes on all the time. But right now they're moving into Kenya. They, they do this migration, circle migration all the time. And for them, you know, if you were to connect with them, um you'd understand that they are following their instinct, which for us would be our intuition. Right. So they don't question it. They have faith, they have trust, and they know that when they get to where they're being pulled to, where their intuition is pulling them to go, is that they're going to find what they need. Right. So it's um, it's more, I guess, of, of like the universal truths and yeah. and just how they how they're present with each other in it, you know, in this, this vast 
plains where there's so many different species and there's so many different interactions. One thing I do want to add is that when we look at wild animals, we usually have a very short and small perspective of how they are. Just like our our pets and us, we all have these primary archetypes. So there might be a hero, there might be a lover, there might be a nurturer, you know, a teacher, um, a, a rebel, and and they're the same. They also have these. We just don't usually, we can't witness them. If you if you look at videos over time you begin to recognize it. And certainly people that do rescues and work in sanctuaries and they have these wild animals come in, they will tell you, oh, this one is a real entertainer and oh, this yeah. one, you know, is a right. real lover. So, so they're not that different. It's just a different communication system. Yeah, and no, I... as I said, we just don't witness them as much. So it's hard. it's hard to know that they're not that different. And that's what people can 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 aim to um, achieve and witness when they embark on these safaris with you, being led by you. Correct? Yeah. 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 I love that, and I and I think and I think I'm just something that hit home with me is these these wild the wild animals, the ones out in the safari, for lack of a better word, I'll call them. They don't question their right. their instincts. They don't question their instincts. Their instincts they they trust fully, and you know, yeah. unfortunately, we have this free will that allows yeah. fear and doubt to stand in a way. I just pulled my angel card for my day before I got on here and it said to surrender. Uh -huh. And it was trust in the universe because they know, they know that I'm holding on and I want to let go. So what I love about what you just explained is they don't question their instincts. They just know it to be true. And if right. we can start to practice that for ourselves, boy, that could be really transformational. I love this conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're still actively curating these transformational adventures by way of safaris for mainly women? I am. I am. Right. So by the time, you know, when this airs, I'll have just come back from a safari. Right now I'm doing one to two a year. Okay. Just not that I, I wouldn't do them all more often, but from Seattle, it's a big trip and, yeah. you know, I'm doing other things too. So, yeah, so sure. I just can't take the time all the time to go do safaris, but absolutely. And I already have um, November and December on the schedule for next year. So awesome. Well, we'll we'll supply links in our show notes how people can find and follow you so that if they have this on their vision board and their bucket list, yeah, uh, they can do it. All right. Karen, you've shared so much with us. I'm really excited for all the pet lovers out there to really hear this. And yet we do not end without our guests giving our audience a dare. So uh -huh. did you come up with a dare for everybody today? I do have a dare. I'm going to dare everyone, whether you have pets or not, if even if you're in a city, there must be some kind of wildlife outside, some birds, some squirrels, you know, something nearby or a park or something. I'm going to dare you to sit quietly in the presence of an animal for five minutes oh, I love and that. see what happens. So, you know, when when your mind starts going, oh, I have to go pick up the groceries, just kind of refocus back on the animal. You don't have to try to ask questions. You don't have to try to do anything. Just be quiet with it for five minutes. I love that. So sit quietly for five minutes in the presence of an animal. And just like with meditation, if you find yourself wandering, we come back to the breath, come back to the animal. Yep. I love that. Great dare. Great dare. Yeah. I'm going to try it too. Even though I don't have a pet at home, I'm going to do it with with uh, my friend's pet. Next time I'm there, I'm just going to take five minutes and, and yeah. do it. 
So yeah. thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for being part of Beyond Empty Nest. I'm really excited uh, to share this. And everybody, you, you know what I say at the end of every episode, the purpose of Beyond Empty Nest is to bring you insights, something new, something different to support you through any life transition you might be experiencing in midlife and beyond, and to maybe open your mind to different possibility and opportunities. So what landed for you from this conversation? What did you learn? What's your takeaway? And will you accept the dare? Let us know by leaving comments, leave a review. If you leave a message about something that Karen said today that really moved you, I'll make sure she gets it. And um, don't forget to tune in every Thursday when new episodes drop. And as I always say, dare on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Emptiness. Head over to jodysilverman.com for full show notes, more information, and additional resources. Speaking of additional resources, I've got a great one for you in the show notes below. So if you've enjoyed today's show and are ready to embrace this midlife chapter, then you're going to want to grab our featured resource called the Self-Talk Cleanup Challenge. You may not think so, but to quote our friend Oprah, the one thing I know for sure is that negative self-talk and thoughts are what's keeping you stuck in fear and lacking confidence to take the leaps in midlife that you desire to take. When you grab this resource, you'll receive the exact exercise my first coach took me through. It's simple yet powerful. In addition, I'll send you a few other tools and tricks to help you knock out the negativity when it shows up, thereby increasing your confidence and your overall happiness, allowing you to have fulfillment and fun in midlife. You deserve it. So go ahead and grab your copy of the Self-Talk Cleanup Challenge, and I'll see you next Thursday. Until then, they're on.